Hey, you know, Brett really liked our show. Brett Pontani, one of our active listeners. And oh. of course, our roadie and our cameraman yeah. uh, for the for the sure. part that's in Chicago. Really liked the prostate cancer show. And we let's oh. not forget to give him a shout out for the the uh, well, the our, our rapid story. I think uh, okay. we need to start give, give him, yeah. let him know about it. But All other right. than that, just kind of staying warm here, and I'm ready to rock. Hey, you're here, and it's the Bro Show. Hey, hey. Yeah. All good. Yeah, it is good. Uh, it's good to be here. It's good to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is the Bro Show. My name is Jerry. And my name is John. We are actual brothers. None of the that other deal. Stuff. Mm-hmm. The real deal. Blood. Same parents. Both parents. And, uh, wow. yeah, we do this every Saturday. We talk about four things, four intriguing, amazing, wonderful <sighs> things. And you you stay tuned, and you will know what they are. If you get the show notes, which you should, and mm. you would know what those things are. And guess what? If you want the show notes, go to bro.show or www.bro.show. No.net, no.com. Just go there. And you can see all our past issues and then also subscribe. And every Saturday morning, right after cartoons and cereal, you will get notified Mm. that we have a show and it's in the can and you can listen to it. So that's it, John. That that is our deal. Wow. Yeah. Listen, uh, you got a shirt on right now? Do you? Do you? I do. I have I have several shirts on. It's very cold here. Mm. So yeah, and the shirt I have on is the season of the rabbit, the very oh, nice. large, the very large rabbit. Wow, has a peculiar look on his face. Mm. Very good, very good. Hey, hallucinogenic well. rabbit. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I decided we just you know kind of bring in the new month of November, and I'll probably wear this. Sh- shirt a little bit more than once but i've got this thanksgiving with john and jerry the bro dot oh. sh- the bro the v dot bro dot show here are your favorite turkey squabble and gobble dark humor sibling rivalry boy if you could write you almost wrote we almost wrote a book on this one <laughs> yeah, uh, too much yeah, food yeah. and this is back in the good old days when your name was spelled j-e-r-j-e-r-i yeah i was trying to i i couldn't afford you were trying it. to the extra letter. <laughs> oh, I was really in financial problems at the time. I thought and that was so, the result of your medication. <laughs> could could have been. Could have been. There was some confusion at the time. Right. But so I, I was trying to come up with a good stage name, and okay. it just never took. I, I just got harassed for it. So finally, I just said, "No, that that's wrong. The feedback's not good on this one." I did. I did like the way it appeared graphically. There's a lot I could yeah. do with it. You know, well, so I still miss it. Okay. Well, I just a fond memory. Thanks for then. bringing that okay. up. Thanks for bringing that up. I All good. It. All right, hey, dude. We yeah. can sponsor. We, we do, do have a sponsor. sponsor. Why don't you tell us about it? It's the okay. Legal Defense Fund, right? Very good. I'm glad you said it. That way I didn't have a chance to screw it up. Uh, so here we okay. go. The Animal Legal Defense Fund mission is to protect the lives and advance the interest in animals through our legal system because we know that quite often what happens with these animals is they need to be protected. And so this organization, a 50C3, files high-impact lawsuits to protect the animals from harm 
provides legal advice to other attorneys that are doing the same thing and trains prosecutors to assure that, uh, you know, things are going to work out okay. And they support tough animal legislation. And most of all, they've got some incredible swag. They do. They got some great swag. Uh, I really like their T-shirts. And uh, they may, they have their printer, the people who print their T-shirts, same as ours, Bonfire. And, uh, it, of course, when you buy one of their T-shirts, the money goes to uh, support their efforts to educate and defend uh, human mm. uh, and, uh, excuse me, animal rights. Very important. And so, anyways, uh, I lo- uh, John, you got me one of these, and I really like it. It's the one with the, the orca on the front. And it's a little scary. Yep. But more, moreover, you know, we make T-shirts and mugs also, same place. And our all the funds from our sales also go to uh, Animal Legal Defense Fund. So you mm-hmm. can go to merch.bro.show and buy some of our, our swag. Or go to uh, aldf.org. That's, mm. that's where the Animal Legal Defense Fund is. We got links to all this stuff at the bottom of our show notes. So just cruise on down there and enjoy. I think we've got a rabbit story. Rabbit. And we do. I wanted to say, and this, this came from somebody important. It sure did. It came from Brett Pontani, an, an active listener. He's, be, he's become even a more active listener because his radio is not working in his car. And that helps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, helps us. <laughs> yeah. And he was our roadie and cameraman for our live shows in Chicago. He's also and our manager he, in Chicago, isn't he? <laughs> he Yeah, he pretty well, uh, he, he does a lot for us, and we, we really appreciate it. Uh, so here's the deal. deal. Brett says, he, we, I mentioned, you know, we do the rabbit stories. Of course, he knows about that. He says, yeah. I got a story for you. He says, I got a band. Band's name is Frightened Rabbit. You know, yeah. kind of a sad story, but a little bit uplifting at the end. So yeah. what he says, you want to do a, 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 a story on this rock band, uh, Frightened Rabbit. Well, Frightened Rabbit, to just give you a little background, is a sort of folk slanted indie rock band uh, from Scotland. Uh, and they mostly did their work in, in uh, or did their local uh, gigs in Glasgow, Scotland. And they existed between 2004 and 2018. Group was founded by, and the heavyweight in this group is Scott Hutchinson, lead guitar, singer, composer, probably a lot of other stuff. Eventually, the band fleshed out into, uh, included this brother who uh, did the drums and a couple other guitars and also a keyboard guy. So uh, during the, 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 you know, the, the development of this band, they had uh, various forms and kind of, towards you know as they got really going they really fleshed out very well in terms of making a full sound so they uh, started with doing the you know giving out demos at their shows also getting email addresses mailing stuff out sometimes with biscuits that turn into crumbs unfortunately when they got to the particularly in the u.s when people got wow. their demos but they start by the uh, starts like in 2004 and by uh, by the time 2006 they got a debut album very successful. They go on the road, come to the U.S., etc. So over the 14 years, the band would put out uh, six albums. And Scott, who was, the, like I said, the major force in all this, did some solo albums, uh, collaborations with other Scottish musicians. And while on tour in the United States, he actually, the group actually performed on uh, Jimmy Farrell and other t- TV night shows. So, I, yep. you know, their music is a little, you know, you're the music guy. Maybe you can give us a, yeah. a good idea as to 
how you see the and how you would describe their music. Yeah, I, 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 I when you turned me on to this, I'd never heard of them. And there's so much music and so many bands that yeah, I don't think in your lifetime you can ever hear them all. But uh, I was just really, really uh, moved by their music. I thought it was fantastic. And uh, to describe it, I would say, uh, well, you know, the, the folk, electronic folk music or electric folk yeah. is a good way to describe it. Uh, you know, start, yeah, but yeah. I like to, yeah, I compare it to other artists. Uh, if you ever listen to Jackson Brown, uh, okay. any of his work, especially the stuff that's not in the charts, the stuff that's on the albums, mm, okay. very similar, uh, not, not, not that different melodically. And instrumentation is very similar, very thoughtful, detailed, well done arrangements. Uh, you know, the, a lot of the work, you know, a- almost all folk and rock Music has its roots in the British Isles and Anglican uh, uh, church music and medieval music. The melodies and and the chordal structures and stuff all kind of come from the same place. But, um, you know, they just went in different directions slightly once they hit the the U.S., went into folk music, uh, bluegrass, all that stuff. Then there's rhythm and blues and blues, and then that changed into rock and roll. And then, you know, the folk music joined the rock and all that stuff. So that's kind of where Frightened uh, uh, Rabbit ends up. It ends up right. in that place. And uh, it's just the, I think what really distinguishes Scott's music from everybody else are the honesty and the clarity of his lyrics. They are right. extraordinary. I, I could very spend, strong. I, yeah, I could have spent a whole day easily listening to a uh, uh, Frightened Rabbit. And if you want to listen to them, just go on YouTube and, and type Frightened Rabbit and you will see lots of stuff. If you want to, uh, uh, just a little pro tip here, uh, watch some of his live stuff and watch yeah. how he relates to the audience. It's important. Uh, very important. Uh, it's He's an extraordinary individual and you could people form a connection with this guy almost immediately. Uh, you don't have to be, you know, depressed or in trouble uh mental health wise in order to appreciate what he does he he uh as dark as some of his topics are they always have hope always has yeah and i I think that's what's really cool about it is the fact that it might start out a little bit slow but all of a sudden it's sort of an anthemic uh sort of chorus like uh yeah it it almost strong it almost strong choruses that are repeated to the point that you get the audience to sing along with you yeah. And that way, it, it, the, the emotional honesty that he brings forth in his music, uh, when people sing along with it, they feel comfortable with maybe they, that's sharing your concerns, which maybe will allow people to open up a little bit more. I think also what I liked w- was interesting is the rather casual when he interacts with the crowd. He oh, yeah. makes somewhat light. He doesn't make uh, fun of his of his challenges mentally in terms of the emotion, et cetera. But he does do it in a casual way to assess his emotional turmoil. And um, and, and I think that goes a long way. And it helps it helps people because it always, like you said, ends with hope that there's always yeah. this. So, um, you know, the, the, the thing I think that's good about this group and, and Scott particularly is that they, he was able to bring this awareness out. And yeah. um, he co-founded, he did this collaborations with not only music, but also with other rock musicians to um, make sure that people that raise the awareness of mental health problems. 
So yep. that's that's yep. that's the way. And, and I mean, they had a long run. And unfortunately, but when Scott did all this, uh, people were not aware of exactly how fragile he actually was because he was such a casual way of pull, pulling this off in person and also in the interviews. Frank, yeah. but casual about it. So unfortunately, uh, on May 9th, uh, he was reported missing by his family. And his family had a reason to be very, very concerned when he was missing uh, on this date in, in uh, 2018 because he had left some tweets that clearly indicated he had reached a point of, of reckoning with where he needed to have help. So he was in a very severe, fragile state. And sure yeah. enough, within about uh, within two days, uh, they found him. And it's kind of interesting that where they found him, I don't want to get into the details of where it was located, but there were reference. It was a place that he had mentioned in his some of his, his lyrics or some songs, of his yeah. songs. Yeah, so, he did. Uh, it's kind of ironic in a way. But his parents, uh, you know, one thing I did mention, and that is the way the Frightened Rabbit got its name. And, and this kind of shows you a little bit about Scott, is that he was very shy as an as a kid. And so his mother decided to, to say, describe him as you're like a frightened rabbit. And that frightened rabbit it took uh, yeah. moniker basically was uh, was he used then to in into for the name of the band. So uh, his family, uh, the good news is they decided to set up a charity which would focus on, uh, you know, the mental health of young people. And so this is all inspired by his legacy that he's left in terms of the positive impact impact that is art and music. I, I mentioned art just at the very end. I should have mentioned it earlier. He had a great a degree in art design and all of his album covers were designed by him too. So a very multi-talented individual. So uh, thank yep, Brett for giving us missed. this story. He will be missed, yeah. no doubt. We got a word. We got a word. We sure do. Yeah. It? It's another acronym. You know, we had an acronym last week too. And yeah. Uh, oddly enough, this acronym is almost the same. It's one letter different, John. I hadn't really thought about that. I oh, actually, this is an acronym we had a month ago. Sorry, PSA. Okay. But this acronym is PSL. Yes. PSL. And yeah, last week was HRT. Hey, we have a lot of acronyms. What's the matter with us? Can't we spell? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think this one is very logic, but I, what I found is that uh, if you, you know, this is a, an acronym that has a short life. It's only been in existence for 20 years. 20 and, years. and, uh, and earlier than that, I would PSL to me meant back before this was a personal seat license that sometimes sports teams would sell not only the ticket, but also sell to the individual buying the seat, the, the, uh, the, the season ticket, the right to then assign that, that ticket to other individuals, you know, in their will or maybe when they felt that they weren't going to the games or not. In fact, 20 of the actual 32 uh, foot NFL teams sell uh, PSLs. So just as a little wow. sidewinder there. Wow. But that's wow. not the one we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about pumpkin spice latte. You know Ooh. it. You love it. You can't live without it. It's a lifestyle. It's not a food. that's good yeah people just a a few quick facts about psl uh people say well what in the hell is pumpkin spice it's cinnamon ginger nutmeg mace cloves and oftentimes allspice well well, allspice is all of them isn't it wrong Uh, maybe i'm oh oh (laughs) no that is incorrect sir yeah it's a spice 
Yeah, you, you know what? I'm not a cook. I I know my I know my doggone uh, microwave uh, by personal name. So you know, I don't. I'm not really yeah. into. <laughs> you got a relationship. <laughs> yeah, I had a relationship. Well, that's that's another word. Not good. <laughs> Hey, so yeah, that's what it's all about. Latte, which is, you know, it's a special type of coffee presentation and make. And all of a sudden, and you know, this thing took off, but but why don't you give the uh, the example sentence on this? It's pretty good. Yeah, the pumpkin spice latte is Starbucks most popular seasonal beverage and is enjoyed by customers around the world. Yep. And... Mm. We lifted that off the fact that it is their 20th anniversary of making this. It is. To start this year. This year is it. And uh, it, this is it. And I think it's well worthy of, uh, of two takes. Why not? I think it is. Let's 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 talk about this stuff. Uh, you know, l- let me take you to ground zero with this topic. I, yes. Uh, over a period of time, I've become annoyed uh, with all the pumpkin spice stuff. You know, and it kind of culminated about a week ago. To where I was, I was, you know, I was raging a little bit. I said, what is the deal? What is the deal? What is the deal? Why does everybody go crazy this time of year over this this pumpkin spice coffee? And what is the deal? Yeah. How is it made? What, what, what? And I just kind of unraveled a little bit and John picked up the pieces and said, since you're falling apart, this makes the ideal two takes. Yeah, that way you we can, can have talk like a about catharsis here and, and yeah, get it turn out. Into you know. a mental health experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, here, well, here's the deal, John. If I can, if I can, if I may, if I give may. the deeds, give some deeds. I thought, well, the reason I hated it so much, I said, they're 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 polluting, you know, the purity of the coffee. They're adding chemicals or spices to the coffee, and the coffee is no longer pure. That's kind of where I was going with it, with that whiny, you know, upper-class voice that I do. And, uh, God, you know, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. So I went to uh, Starbucks, where else? Uh, Right here in Fairfield. One of our two coffee shops, or three. And I said, look, what's the deal with this pumpkin spice thing? I'm a little irritated. I want to warn you ahead of time. And they said, chill, chill, dude. It, we don't do anything to the coffee beans. The coffee beans are left intact. We make a Good. syrup. Then we make a syrup. And they mm-hmm. showed me the syrup, a big bottle of it. And wow. they said, we pour this into whatever you want to make. In, in, uh, if you want to make something pumpkin spice, pour some of this on it and you're done. Oh, you could maybe put it down the pastry then, huh? You could, you could, if you ask nice. But, but it's known for the one very specific coffee. The latte. Made, the, the latte. latte. And, yeah, uh, you, which is you put it in the bottom of the cup, and then you just do the usual stuff you do making a latte, and it goes in there. Now, this this whole thing, you know, I this caught me by surprise, John. I had no idea that this was actually a food item that is added to a drink. And I know from experience, having been to Italy like yourself, that they are fond of their syrups. And you add a yes. syrup to uh, some fizzy water and you have a soda. You add some syrup to a coffee and you have flavored coffee. And there's all right. kinds of them. And many, many, many. And basically over there, they're just it's just sugar, melted sugar, you know, water and sugar, sugar and water and, and some flavor. But they went a lot farther with it with this pumpkin spice stuff and you know what it was not without controversy 
not without wow. controversy. Didn't they used to sell this stuff? Didn't they used to sell this? Uh, this they used to sell this stuff in, in, in bottles of it. You know, you could take it home and do your own thing. They stopped doing that, right? Because it was mm. cutting traffic down to the stores. Right. See, why do they do this? They want traffic. They want traffic. Sure. Traffic, traffic. They want you in the store. People say, oh, don't they sell coffee? You know, beans. Yeah, they do. But what they really want is you to get in there and buy some stuff and tip the baristas and get that cookie you didn't want to get and get, right. a, you know, a croissant and all that stuff. So they they have a whole deal going on there and they want you in there. And so they said, no more. Don't sell this stuff. And then the guy says, well, this is expensive to make, by the way. Oh, it is. Oh, well, then we don't need pumpkin. We just need the spices. Take the pumpkin out. So they oh, tried to skate oh, by without mm. pumpkin for a while, but they got busted. And yes. so the pumpkin's back in case you're worried. I'm yeah. stunned. It, it is pumpkin spice. I don't see the need for pumpkin. Do you, John? You want to weigh in on no, this? No, I don't really. And I think that what they did, and keep in mind that it isn't like they put some pumpkin puree into your cup. They actually put the pumpkin into the, the sauce. So that's where yeah, it's located. Did. In order to try to appease some of the people who maybe were – we're doing the the the, uh, the the sauce thing and buying the bottle. They did give a recipe out. I'm sure it's missing some pieces because they <laughs> intellectual property. So yeah, you, you could you could try to make it, and then of course people would come out and some say, well, oh, I can do better than that. So there's a lot of recipes out there mm-hmm. as to making this sauce and sort of copycat recipes, and it actually you there's you can buy even, a bottle of it. Yeah, you can buy copycat sauce, uh, a sauce yeah. too, uh, from and it's various. Not cheap. No, cheap. and some of, and it, yeah, you're right. It can vary in price from uh, this and that and whatever. Wow! So that's they got called out. I think uh, probably 2015. So they've been able to stick with their with what they're doing right now, and to show the craze, they keep on making the date that they introduce it a little bit earlier. So here we are. We're talking uh, August in the middle of August. It's pretty warm, but what are we drinking? We're drinking pumpkin spice latte. Um, so that shows you. And we don't know exactly. I, I I actually decided to bounce around Chicago a little bit. I went to the roastery. Uh, the roastery is a mm. is a forced for it's a five story building here that they built specifically on Michigan Avenue, and it has a various uh, floors on it that specialize. One of them is pastries and food another one has a has a coffee lick and with liqueur etc i went in it and it's it and uh to try to get a, a sense of what's going on and they told me hey look come october 31 we stop uh we don't because we've got to think about the next thing and by the way pumpkin spice latte wasn't their first flavor the original flavors were more holiday flavors like their peppermint pochamoca whatever it is uh, wow so that's out that'll be out probably Monday at the very latest and they will continue some of the stores as their supplies are dwindled they'll you know they'll just you know use up their inventory for the syrup and continue to make the that so that, that's all good so yeah it's, it's it is all good thing. yeah you know it is a life it is a lifestyle too John I have to say you know I was very surprised you know you look at the ingredients you know you've got a lot of sugar uh, uh, spices that remind you of Thanksgiving and mom and grandma and all that stuff. And then on top of all that, coffee, strong coffee. So what, what do you get here? What do you get? You get enthusiastic people hopped up on sugar and mom and, and it's fall. And what do they do? They organize events. 
Nice. There's PSL PSL clubs. They call themselves PS PS selfies. Yeah. <laughs> Elfies. Yeah. <laughs> and they do things like they have organized. Really, I'm serious. They they have organized things where they oh let's rake up all the leaves in the neighborhood. Oh. I mean, well, that's nice John, community that's, events. It is, but it's too much coffee. I mean, yeah. Uh, you just if you I, see well, these people coming, walk go the other way. They're too enthusiastic. I ended you know? up yesterday or the day before. It was the day before I ended up bouncing around to try to find out what the lay of the land is. Not only with Starbucks, yeah. I went to not only for the roastery, I went to one of 20 where they don't even have seats. Uh, one of 20 over the all over the country. It was just a it's a stand up. Uh, and I went in there and it got uh-huh. a lot of good information in terms of, uh, you know, the Starbucks in general. But, yeah, it is. Uh, and what I've, I found, though, is that I found that there are other other coffee shops do make a popcorn spice latte. I went, I went to La Colomba, Colombe uh, is a, a popular one mm-hmm. that's all over the country. Yeah. And I one I didn't tell you about Duncan. I got one Foxtrot. Oh, you went to one. Foxtrot, didn't you? Yeah, I, yeah. I went. To, I didn't tell you about that, but I didn't. That's one of our former subjects on the two takes. Which yeah, it is, is a kind of a boutique grocery store, uh, which specializes in coffee. So you so, are yeah. hopped up on coffee and enthusiasm yeah, and, and I mom. I don't need, yeah, I do not need any more of that pumpkin. It's it's good. And I actually, out of all of them, I did. I would say that the Starbucks one was the best because the, the some of the other ones were kind of dumbing down a little bit, I thought. But yeah, just one man's opinion. What can I say? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we unraveled this knot because this has yep. been getting at me every year around this time. And. So now everyone can just relax and uh, just if you see people with a leaf rake and a mug of coffee going down the street, walk the other way. These people yeah. are too enthusiastic. You ready for some groaners? Yeah, I think, you know, I got I got some leftover ghost groaners from Halloween. So here oh, we let's go. Have, let's have a couple. So this is one from Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., our supplier of groaners. And it, what it is, is why aren't ghosts allowed in bars? Why aren't ghosts allowed in bars? Mm, I don't know, John. This is bad. Why? Why? They can't handle their booze. <laughs> that is terrible. Ooh. Okay, let, 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 let's see if I can. I, I, I don't know. This is really tough. There's only I'm one way to, to go from there. Yeah, well, I'm gonna try, up. yeah, I could. I'll try. Yeah, up. Okay, that's a good idea. Okay, here's what. Here's what it is. Why do ghosts like to ride up in elevators? Why do ghosts like to ride up in elevators? It kind of said part of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It. Well, I don't know. It, it lifts their spirits. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's better. You're right. Yeah, I, I, it right. had to be better. You know, it couldn't be any worse. Okay, I think go. we did it.